0: This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Gowley. Our guest this week is Minnesota U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan at www.goodgrowthplan.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. Efforts to improve diplomatic relations with Cuba and eliminate the U.S. trade embargo with the Communist island nation have ramped up since President Obama's executive order announcement in December last year. The next round in administrative negotiations to restore diplomatic ties with Cuba is this Friday in Washington. The congressional effort to end the embargo and normalize relations with Cuba has now begun on Capitol Hill. Minnesota U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar introduced the Freedom to Export to Cuba Act with co-sponsors of the legislation on both sides of the aisle. The bill would repeal U.S. trade policy in place since the 1960s that authorized the Cuban trade ban. The bill does not repeal human rights provisions, but Senator Klobuchar says the legislation supports policy changes that can improve the lives of the Cuban people. Senator Klobuchar says the Cuban people want a closer relationship with the U.S., and she says the time is right to approve legislation to bring about that change.
1: I think part of this is there has been some changes in Cuba. There has been a promotion of the private sector. There's now 500,000 people working in the private sector, whether it's seamstress businesses in their homes or a taxi service. Secondly, there are now in the Midst of developing a huge new port, and we were some of the first members of Congress to be able to see it. Senator Warner, Senator McCaskill, and myself. Uh, it is um, a big improvement on the Havana port, which we use mainly for tourism, but this port is going to be able to take in big ships and the kind of ships now we're seeing in international shipping and the kind of ships uh, that can be loaded with American agricultural products. And so those two examples, and I think you've just seen some changes in their leadership in terms of the messages they're sending. Uh, One of the things that I was struck by when I was there and one of the reasons that I lifted uh, put forward the bipartisan bill to lift the embargo is that Cubans want to work with Americans. They were so excited about it. They are, they like Americans um, unlike some of the countries that we do business with sometimes. And so I just think there's a lot of promise. And the final thing I'd say is having met with the ambassadors from Norway and Spain and Germany, all of whom Sweden uh, have, Brazil have relations with Cuba Those countries are starting to move now, and if we don't get our act together and are able to lift this embargo and start um, trading more of our agricultural products, we're going to lose out on the market. Uh, Canada already does hundreds of millions of dollars in business, um, and that's not what what is going to happen for us unless we start working on lifting the embargo.
0: There are negotiations that are set for Friday in Washington. What do you expect from those talks, and how long will there be talks between the two countries before you feel like there is some substantial movement?
1: Well, the hope is that we can start uh, by having an embassy in both countries. Right now we have a consulate, and we'd like to upgrade that to an actual embassy. We have a building there, so we're not building a new building. It's just simply changing the status of our diplomatic relations so we have a full-time ambassador like these other countries have. We have someone who they like in Cuba who's had experience uh, in previous White Houses with Cuba. And so uh, we're hopeful that he would be the new ambassador and that uh, they will have an ambassador in our country. I'd say another step is the terrorist watch list, whether or not the administration I can look at uh, the factors being met to take Cuba off the terrorist watch list. That would be helpful to move things forward. Um, Other regulations that can be lifted without congressional action. Uh, We already predict in Minnesota, because of some of the changes with uh, the way the credit is financed, that we'll go from 20 million a year in ag exports under the humanitarian exception to maybe 40 million. I think other states will see the same. And then, of course, the ultimate goal is to lift the travel restrictions, that is a bill that Senator Flake is leading, a Republican that I'm on, and then ultimately the goal is to lift the embargo, the bill that I'm leading, uh, that I have Senator Flake, Senator Enzi, two Republicans on the bill, as well as Senator Durbin and Leahy and Stabenow, the head of the Agriculture Committee.
0: Former President Fidel Castro had said, I don't trust Americans. There is a list from Raul Castro that mentioned they want to see an end of support for dissidents. You mentioned the terrorist list from uh, state support. They also miss Guantanamo Bay, and they also talk about wanting cash for damages from 50 years of the embargo. <laughs> Do you think these are real demands, or, you know, or, or or is this just reaction to 50 years uh, of closed-door policy?
1: Any negotiation with any country is going to, uh, in involve demands that aren't met or demands that are negotiating. And so that doesn't really concern me. We have heard this rhetoric before. I think the number one thing is to look at the facts, to look at the fact that they have been um, making changes to their country, getting a new port, which means involvement with the rest of the world, doing a little bit more on telecommunications. communications, although it is really a sad state. There's no cell phone service off the island. Uh, there is limited Wi-Fi only in hotels. Uh, they have also... Um, really encourage some of this private sector. I will tell you right now they have two currencies, uh, which is a crazy situation. one for pretty much people with state uh, state jobs and then the other with people that are in the private sector and for tourism. Um, surprisingly, we were able to walk around wherever we wanted. We met with members of the Catholic um, leadership in the Catholic uh, cardinals office as well as uh, leadership in the Jewish community. They all helped negotiate. Um, some of the deal as well as um, uh, the release of Alan Gross. And so I think you see some changes there. And um, no matter what the rhetoric is in negotiations, the facts remain that they're interested in changing their ways. We're interested in them changing their ways. The rest of the world is already there, and we need to change our policies. And that is the only way to reverse some of this rhetoric and some of these Um, bad policies from the past, because what we've been doing for over 50 years simply hasn't worked.
0: Do you see support in the Senate? Do you see the leadership allowing time for this legislation on the floor? Is there companion legislation coming in the House?
1: Uh, There has been always some bipartisan support in the House for these efforts. And I think that um, one of the things that we need to see is we know... um, people who feel so strongly about this for understandable reasons, like Marco Rubio on the Republican side, Bob Menendez on the Democratic side. Uh, you know, they are going to play a critical role here. But I think that there's some overwhelming support for change. And it is not just on the Democratic side. It is also on the Republican side. And so the hope is that that kind of thought process is going to govern and we will eventually be able to move forward with this bill. To me, it is only a matter of time that we lift the embargo. And the longer we wait as the years go on, the more other countries are going to get in there and beat us to some of these business opportunities, especially on the agriculture side, because they now see this coming. They see the tourism coming. And if I'm a Spanish hotel chain, I look at getting in there quick. And while we have the argument that, hey, no one has really done much, you know, done some, but not a lot in the last few decades, that's when they didn't think we were coming. And now they know we may be coming, and we have to look at the global marketplace and get ahead of things here. So there are a lot of reasons that we want to move this along, and I hope my um, Republican colleagues will work with us to get it done, and there are already clearly uh, some leaders in the Senate on the Republican side who want to move forward.
0: At what point of the year or of the congressional calendar would you hope to have consideration of your legislation? Uh,
1: You know, I think we start usually at the committee level, but I hope that one of the reasons Senator McCaskill and Warner and I went is that we're more focused on some of the domestic economic issues. I hope there will be hearings in committees other than foreign relations to make that point, agriculture, and um, also commerce. I serve on both those committees uh, so that we can look at some of these other issues. But we have to get some of these bills through committee and to the floor or else voted on as an amendment. Uh, And we will just continue to urge uh, the Republican leadership, who is now in charge, Senator McConnell, uh, to do that. And I know there's interest in Kentucky and other places, uh, agriculture interests, that would like to move forward.
0: You've mentioned that now is the time to turn the page. This legislation does not include, as I understand, human rights provisions. What are the things that are in the legislation that make sense and make sense now?
1: Well, right now, our lifting the embargo legislation, of course, loosens these shipping rules, which make it impossible to really ship things uh, from America uh, other than humanitarian aid, um, and also tries to, obviously, uh, lift some of these other rules. But what we made sure is that we in the specifically that we allow to continue, uh, which are very important to human rights issues, these efforts to um, push for democracy and the work of NGOs and other things. And also you brought up claims, the ability on our side to bring claims uh, for property in Cuba. So those things remain in law under the embargo, lifting the embargo legislation.
0: When we think of the Cuban scenario now, you've mentioned the people are interested. Do you sense that their government is interested because they'll have to make decisions to open the door, as we will, to improve relations?
1: Uh, Yes, we met with their foreign minister, uh, who is taking the lead on these negotiations, along with Josefina, the woman who is going on the front line with our State Department, Roberta Jacobson. And so they uh, for two hours we met with them. And they clearly signaled an interest in moving ahead on some of the issues I mentioned with the embassies and um, some of the changes that will happen. Uh, So I think that that is good. We all know these negotiations will be long and involved, but um, that clearly got a sense from them um, in terms of, their tone and their interest uh, that they want to move forward.
0: Senator Skobachar, this is an issue, and this interview is called Open Mic. So with regard to Cuba, with regard to timing, with regard to this overall picture, you have an open mic here to say the things that need to be said.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's great. Um, well, What I think people would be surprised by, and I think a lot of people will end up visiting Cuba. It's only 90 miles off our shore with 11 million people. Is how, in some senses, it is so frozen in time. There are cars from the 1950s everywhere, old Chevys, and that's what they used to drive themselves around. And there are no, hardly any traffic lights. You can just drive. I mean, there is a feeling of, uh, you know, that you're back in 1950 when you're there. Buildings from the turn of the century that haven't really been rehabbed. Russian structures that look like you're in the middle of Moscow. Uh, so there is a lot of, uh, the past there. But there is also the future. And what I was struck by was, number one, everyone remembers the date December 17th. It means nothing really to people in our country. To their country, it is everything. It is the day that the two presidents from the two countries uh, spoke and said that they wanted to open relations. Uh, The other thing I noticed was just regular people, how much they admire America, want to be involved with America, uh, they actually recognized me because my picture was in their news and on their TV about the bill I have to lift the embargo. Uh, because they are very focused on the news and on America. They actually came up to me on the street and would know who I was. So I was surprised by how much they want to do business with America. and. A lot of times that really matters over time, what the regular people in the country want, and I think it bodes well for the future.
0: Senator, thank you for your time.
1: It was great to be on. I love the open mic part.
0: Our thanks to Minnesota U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse open mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan at www.goodgrowthplan.com For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Alley.